three fucking hours long, Well, too. to be fair, he only jerked off when the feet were on the screen. Welcome to Dunstan Checks Men. This is the podcast where we write and review every minute of the 1996 ape film, Dunstan Checks In. I'm Emily Monkeytown. I'm Lord Andrew. And we also pair each of those minutes with another full-length feature film. Today we watched Minute 46, and we paired it with, or you, rather you paired it with... Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. I would like to introduce what I hope is not a catchphrase going forward. Uh, this is one of the worst minutes of the movie I've, I think we've seen so far. In terms of, wow. like, technical skill and execution. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of, like, the craft of filmmaking, mm-hmm. this, I mean, this film gives you, like, it gives you a a poorly justified, almost plot hole every, there's there's at least six of them. Like, you're, you're clocking one every ten seconds at least. Yeah. There are things where, uh, things that were done to, to make Dunstan perform a certain way are very clearly visible. Yeah. Uh, it, this, this minute's a fucking mess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah, I think the the movie paired with it matches. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, but let's just let's just hop right into that. Yeah, let's just hop in. Uh, Lord Rutledge peeks into uh, one another one of these spa rooms. Uh-huh. We saw at the end of the last minute, someone was peeking into a door. We didn't see who. Now uh-huh. we see it's Lord Rutledge. He barely looks around. He sees that there are uh, two women uh, laying down with. Uh, Face you know, masks and cucumbers. Face masks, Classic cucumbers. T- like TV movie visual for a, a spa day. Yeah. And uh, there's also, you see the M embroidered towel. Yeah. That's all. Uh, then, Correct. when Lord Rutledge closes the doors, we see that Dunstan and Kyle were hiding literally right behind the doors. Yeah. Uh, and like not even hiding, just standing there. Yeah. Uh, so that that's already like, how did he not even glimpse them? What, well, what I mean, an they odd... were behind the door. I mean, that, that, to be fair, that's that is like that's a trope right there. I guess hiding behind a door. That's a trope. <clears throat> this minute is all tropes, and they're not good. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, so Kyle, for some reason, thinks it'd be better if they split up at this point. Yeah. He says to Dunstan, it's "Really some... baffling decision." Oh yeah. He says something to Dunstan like, "Be quiet. I'm going to get my dad. I'll be right back." Yeah. Then he kisses Dunstan on the forehead. That I'd like. That's the one part of the minute I like is the kiss on the forehead. Yeah. It's oh, very let's, sweet. Let's not forget Dunstan is still wearing the glasses that he had taken from Lionel Spaulding. Yes. Uh, so Dunstan has quite a look after after he receives the kiss on the forehead. Yeah. It's it's uh, He's like thoughtful. Yes. And the glasses accentuate that, I believe. That, that is true. I agree with that. Uh, so then we get, we get a clear shot of the two women who are relaxing. Uh, Dunstan comes up to one of them. Mm-hmm. And... Lick some of the face mask off of her cheek, and you can clearly see where it's. It is there's a section of her cheek that is clearly a different material than the face mask, yeah. because it's whatever they needed to put on her to entice Dunstan into licking it. Yeah, but they didn't want to put that on her whole face because then he might lick her whole face. And it, the color doesn't match. Doesn't match. The, the color, the texture, the consistency, nothing matches. You can tell that the face mask that's on the rest of her face is like dry. Yeah. And the spot that Dunstan is supposed to lick is like wet. Very clearly wet. Who knows how many takes that took? Yeah. They just had to keep reapplying. Yeah. And then she says. Oh, yeah. What does she say, Andrew? You wrote it down, it seems like. Mm, Is that a loofah? What the fuck? (laughs) A tongue doesn't feel like a loofah. Well, animal tongues are rough. Sometimes, not always, and even then it doesn't feel like a loofah. If a cat yeah. licks me, I wouldn't think, oh, that's a loofah. <laughs> well, and then, who who does she think is using this loofah? Yes. So she and says, also, well, <laughs> she says right after, that feels great, and I believe she says the name Elaine. Now, do you think Elaine? I did not hear that at all. She says Elaine like seven times in this as, as she goes on. 
Uh, she says a name, and I believe it's Elaine. I disagree. I don't know how else. You'd have to listen. <laughs> and she says it like a bunch. Okay. Uh, but she says, that feels great, Elaine. I believe she's referring... To her friend? To her friend? Maybe. Or, or, does, or is there someone like a... Th- this part of... Maybe of, they're a couple. That's the only well, conceivable yeah. way I can see the other woman uh, touching her face. Yeah, but I, I almost think is is part of does she think part of the treatment is the as a massage therapist comes in and lufus her face once or twice once, i guess yeah, i guess yeah um yeah the dunstan lick is really perplexing in this yeah. moment just utterly like and then what is terrifying. she say after that uh and then after the second lick she says oh that's an interesting perfume now we have talked before about how people don't improbably don't notice dunstan's smell yeah she says that's an interesting perfume. What is that? Musk? musk? Yeah. I don't think orangutan can smell like musk. That's just fucking stupid. Yeah. Just straight up that stupid as hell. Also, Dunson is licking her. Now, as you, I'm, I definitely know, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you know too, animal breath is very rarely good. And it's not musky. No, and certainly it, not. It's it, Sometimes it can be downright rotten. It can also, it's usually <laughs> rotten, and there's usually a sort of fishy element, even if it's an animal that doesn't eat fish. Yeah. Um, I don't, this is just, this is pure fantasy here. This is just nonsensical at this point. Yeah. Uh, so then Dunstan takes off one of the cucumbers on her eye. Now, here. <laughs> to eat it. Yeah, fair. That makes sense. But she remains eyes closed. Yeah. I, whether or not she instantly went to sleep or just doesn't care that someone has taken the cucumber. Yeah, no comment know. on the cucumber. No. Um, and Dunstan leaves the glasses. That, But not he doesn't just leave the glasses. Yeah. He lays his hand down with, I would say, a, a full-on thud on her breast. Yeah. It's and troubling. No reaction. And this will be important when we get to a later part of the minute that she has no reaction to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it's clear the trainer says to Dunstan, get out of here. Yeah. Because <laughs> he waits like half a beat too long. Yeah. And then walks away. Uh, this is where Lionel Spaulding enters. Yes. And is this also where you want to talk about Scooby-Doo too, Monsters Unleashed? Because it seems like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he sees his glasses. Well, he's missing. Yeah. He's like, my glasses, my glasses. I dropped my glasses. Let's talk about Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed sucks. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad to put it so simply. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I picked this because of the glasses moment. I thought there was a chance that I would. Well, no, let me ask you this: mm-hmm. Velma losing her glasses—that—that is—that is a—that is, a, is part of the like that is like one of the core elements of Scooby Doo. I would say yes, it's in pretty much every version of the TV show. Mm-hmm. I refuse to believe it wasn't in the first movie. So let me ask you: What was it that made you want to choose the second movie instead of the first? Well, you know, just something different. Sure, I I remember hating the first one. I remember liking the first one at the time, but I was like 10. Yeah. I I, think, I, I suspected it didn't hold up. Uh, for me, I, I didn't remember the second one as well. I knew I had seen it mm-hmm. like when it came out, but I yeah. remember I thought I liked it better just because it wasn't the first one. Sure. The first one starts with like the gang breaks up. Yeah. And Shaggy and Scooby are the only two who are like, we got to keep Mr. Ink going. Yeah. And they get fooled into going to an island run by Mr. Bean. And then you have the big Scrappy reveal. And then the big Scrappy reveal. The Scrappy heel turn. Yeah. Well, Scrappy was in the robot Mr. Bean. Yeah. If you recall. Yes, I do recall. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. Um, 
and and the first one also uh, gave up the whole uh, someone in a costume. It had some magic elements. Well, this uh, this, this leans goes again, hard into yeah. people in costumes. Well, not just that the costumes come alive. Yeah, that's true. Thanks to random randomium. Don't even yeah. stop it. So, <laughs> and here's the thing about this movie. Can I just say? Yeah. Movie with heavy early two thousands aesthetic. Yeah. Bad CGI. Yeah. Trash. That's Emily Bate, frankly. I was afraid you would be like, this was golden. I loved it. On paper, that's a movie I would love. Yeah. It's a testament to how bad this movie is that even I must admit, mm-hmm. this movie sucks. Are you a fan of Scoob- Scooby in general? Oh, big time. Okay, good. I, I'm a lifelong Scooby-Doo fan. I was a huge fan of the of the original TV show as a kid. I grew up in the 60s. Um, good, yes. We're, <laughs> no. We've all time traveled. Yeah. Uh, no, of course it re-aired on Cartoon Network a lot. They, they, it was that that original series seemed to be airing just on repeat since it came out. Yeah, well into our childhoods. Mm. It was only um, recently that they've started like redoing a like every five years. There's yeah. a new Scooby Doo, and it's kind of the same, but they yeah. have cell phones now. Like yeah. it's, it's just yeah. just it's just weird. I'll say what I was even an even bigger fan though of mm. was uh, Pub Name Scooby Doo. Yes, Pub Name Scooby Doo was amazing. Uh-huh. That's a good show, mm-hmm. uh, and I was a fan of the of the first one of this movie when I was a kid. Yeah, I actually I, don't think I had seen this one until now though. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this one is. I mean, it's it's just. I mean, they're just re- reprising their roles. Like, it's not like yeah. there was any. Uh, I think the only reason why they did a second one was because the first one did well. Uh, so they just kind of threw together a story. I had this false memory in my head. Yeah. That Seth Green was in the second one because he That's played. not a false memory. No, I had the false memory that he was in the second one because okay. he played the voice of Scrappy in the first one. Oh. That was a false yeah, that, memory that is I a had. False memory. Because I I was like, of course Seth Green is in the second one. He was the voice of Scrappy. No, of course Seth I, Green I was, was like, in the second they, one because it was a movie that came out in two thousand four or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it somehow in my brain it made sense that they were like, Oh, they want to bring back Seth Green, but Scrappy can't come back, so mm. they'll just put the physical man in the movie. Yeah. Did James Gunn write this one or the first one? He wrote both. Oh. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> I honestly think, you know, when it comes down to it james gunn is not a good writer yes okay. <laughs> because um you know there's the stories about guardians of the galaxy was actually written by um i can't remember her name but a, a woman who worked in the marvel writers i, I believe it but i i haven't heard the story yeah it um there's a there's a the way it shakes out is is kind of shaky but people feel good about it but i think if you got talked to the people actually involved maybe it would be you'd find the truth the dirty people feel good about it because uh someone is less higher lower profile than james gunn and was maybe compelled to not speak up yeah the the thing about this woman it was that she does receive story by credit Mm -hmm. in guardians of the galaxy but the the from what i had heard and i can't i couldn't find the original article that i originally read Mm -hmm. But that she, her script is basically what you see in the movie. Just James Gunn, he just did a once over on it and he uh, gets okay. full credit. Yeah, as opposed to the five people who actually worked on it yeah. and her cre- like her actual script, script yeah. that everybody touched on. Interesting. Um, also, Gardens 2 sucks. See, I'd have to give it a rewatch, but <laughs> I, I, I don't know. There's parts of it that I think I'd still really like. Uh but yeah, I think just James Gunn is not good. No, correct. I would agree I, with that assessment. There's some. There's some. Uh, no, there's not. Yeah. What credit do you want to give? I wanna. I wanna. I want to like this movie so bad. Well, I want. It is so in my wheelhouse. But. I do want to like the the two uh, old men who were the villains. Well, sure. That shared a cell and hate each other. Yeah. That's. I want that's that a, to be funny. That's a funny bit on paper. Yeah. 
Peter the, Boyle does his best, goddammit. You know I love me some Peter Boyle. Yeah. And same with uh, Tim Blake Nelson. I don't know how I feel He's doing Tim a weird Blake accent. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson is, you know, he's like, uh, he's like uh, Two-Face to me. He, I feel like Tim okay. Blake Nelson flips a coin before every performance, and whether it lands depends on whether or not I personally will love or hate that performance. Yeah. I, I worry... I worry about Tim Blake Nelson because he's in a lot of comic book adaptations. It's true, the Hulk. And uh, I would say the, the most when he's in it, it's not good. I like the Hulk. I like the 2008 Hulk. It's that's a close call. I'll give it that. <laughs> um, because he was in that new Fantastic Four, Fanta Four Stick. Yeah, that's a bad movie. As we as we remember it. That's a. And that's he a was real supposed to be dirt. like the Mole Man or something. Yeah. And he they like killed him right in the movie. He was, he was also supposed to be uh, what's his name in the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> and he was supposed to be here. There's another one that he shows up in. But he's just he's really going in on these roles, and it's like it's not I working think, out for him. Now that I really think about it, though, I know I like him in the Hulk. Okay. I was going to say the only movie I really like him in is Oh Brother, We're At That, but I like him in The Hulk. Okay. Uh, neither of us have seen uh, I'm a Cowboy and I Sing. I have, as a matter of fact. Okay, and you don't like him in that. Well, it's a ra- I was so surprised that I did not like that movie because I'm I'm pretty ride or die with the Coen brothers. Mm. I pretty much like everything they do, and I did not care for that film. Okay. I still haven't seen it, but... Uh, but yeah, so th- there's a lot of twists and turns in this film as well, mm-hmm. where... Uh, but you, you, I think they walk you all the way down the path to think Seth Green is the villain. Yeah, because the villain is a masked. Oh, they really they man. go they go really hard into making it like yeah yeah yeah. Uh, uh, and then it it turns out it was the journalist who then they pull the mask off of her. That was yeah. Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, they pull the mask off of her and she was Tim Blake Nelson the whole time. Yeah, who they thought was dead. And you better believe there's so they squeeze a few transphobic jokes in there. Oh yeah yeah. They start early and often with that. There, yeah, there's a moment too where Shaggy like drinks a potion that turns him into a woman. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that scene though, because first Scooby just. I kind of like Smart Scooby. Well, of course. <laughs> okay, so first Scooby just randomly I drinks. I like kind Smart Scooby, and I kind of like Buff Shaggy. Okay. Buff Shaggy is a powerful concept. I like that pair as well, but <laughs> yeah. it takes the whole potion scene to get there. Yeah. Because first Scooby just randomly drinks one and turns into like an octopus dog. Sure. Uh, then uh, I think the second one turns him into the Tasmanian Devil. That's correct. Like literally, it, it is just like the a, animated, two yeah, yeah. D animated. Do you, did you read about why that was? No. So also, this is interesting. It's the second movie uh, we've done on this podcast where Matthew Lillard and the Tasmanian Devil appear together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they wanted to make Scooby turn into. 2D animated Scooby. Oh, that's fun. Producers said but, we, we can't have people comparing them. Because they knew their 3D Scooby was ugly. So they just, well, that's true. Yeah. That's accurate. So they just did something that doesn't make sense instead. That's yep. dumb as hell. Uh, especially because in, early in the movie, when everyone, all the um, the Mystery Inc. gang, they're walking up to the museum opening, each of them has their dedicated fans that love them. Yeah. Uh, and they, they, again, they just make, uh, for Shaggy, it's just stoners. Yeah. <laughs> like explicitly a smoke cloud comes towards him and he goes hey yeah. like those are his people yeah and for Velma it's lesbians yeah <laughs> for Scooby it's and actual for, here's what makes me mad dogs well yeah though. that's weird and here's it's... what makes me mad here's what makes me mad though. yeah for Velma it's lesbians and there was definitely a moment I can't remember if it was in this one and I just wasn't paying attention or if it was in the first one it's in the first one but there's a moment with her and Daphne yes and then they give us this shitty romance plot with Seth Green in this one yeah that was actually what inspired my tweet today which was they should we should stop letting straight people make movies 
Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> I do not want to see Velma X Seth Green. That well, is not my ship. Uh, they even had, there was a line in there where where Velma, there's like a moment between Velma and Shaggy. Yeah. And that, I was like, no. That yeah. was, I, I, no. No. Please, no. Yeah. That's just, I'm not, I don't like that's that. That's the one that no one wants, I don't I like think. that one bit. I don't like that at all. But yeah, it's really, um, it's a weird movie, huh? Yeah. I, I do <laughs> want to talk about the moment movie. where Scooby becomes smart and Shaggy becomes jacked, though. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's very good. Okay. Scooby gets super smart from drinking the potion. He's He be- basically becomes Einstein. And what I appreciate that is he immediately is like, oh, this sucks. I want to be dumb again. <laughs> That's a very funny take on that. Yeah. And then they, the inverse of that is true because when Shaggy gets jacked, he also gets dumber. Yeah. Even dumber than he was before. And he loves it. Yeah. <laughs> Which... I kind of, as as a as a noted and proud dumbass, uh-huh. I felt very seen by that moment. Now, did did this film invent dumb bitch juice? <laughs> yeah, Shaggy, Shaggy literally drinks dumb bitch juice. <laughs> okay, that's maybe that's one redeeming moment yeah. in the whole damn thing. Uh, uh, it's yeah. um, you know. I, I almost feel bad that I picked it. Let's put it that way. It yeah. was such a rough watch. <laughs> it, was, it was rough. Yeah, and it's just really... Because I, I remember liking this one better than the first one. I think it's only because the first one starts with them fighting, and I just couldn't stand for that. Sure. That's just really bad. I, you know what? Did Here's you... another a joke I liked. Huh. When they pull up to like the premiere of the museum, yeah, it's a, a limo version of the Mystery Machine. That's my kind of dumb. Yeah, that's good. It's, that's well, good. that's that's classic. What was that? Two thousand four, two thousand three? It's somewhere in there. That's classic that year. Yeah, because um, if you recall, Hummer limos, stretch oh, sure. Hummer limos yeah. were big. I remember a couple of my middle school outings Chums. were done in a in a stretch Hummer. Oh, limo. that's weird. Well, we had there was a lot of um, cookie sales and book sales or whatever, and it's like if you were the top cookie oh, seller. Oh, yeah, I see. What? I thought you. Were, I thought you would go around in the limo selling cookies. No, 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 no. That the limo was the prize yeah, for being sense, the best though. cookie seller. Sure. You and nine friends can hop in a limo, drink a soda, and feel important while you're driven around the block or sure. driven down to pizza somewhere. Yeah. Uh, that was. I don't know why stretch Hummer limos were such a big thing but they did they were and i feel like that's what that mystery machine looks like kind of yeah yeah i just liked it because it's a mystery machine but a limo yeah um i don't know i found myself a couple of times during this this movie thinking like like is this their life like they just like yeah. drive around like i i i the one thing that i can say is for daphne mm-hmm. this is established in the first film she becomes like a fighter yeah. I like that. Sure. Like, that's that's the one thing that I'm like, oh, I like, this is a good update. Yeah. The rest of I'll it's just, that. like, across the board dumb or yeah. just whatever. Do we want to talk about Freddie Prince Jr. as Freddie? I mean, hair bad, right? I'm going to say hair good. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no. Well, here's the thing. Freddie Prince Jr. seems literally asleep for most of this movie. Yes. And I... I don't know. I find something appealing about this weird, aloof, extremely 2000s feathered hair. Because people forget, you've got your 70s feathered hair, and then you've got your 2000s feathered hair. Yeah. And that is a different world, let me tell you. Uh, and there's just something about the aesthetic of a sleepy Freddie Prince Jr. with that feathered blonde hair uh-huh. that I just find... It's just, it's a pure hit of this. Like, there's nothing more 2000 and X than that image. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. that's just, that that's that's pure, unfiltered early 2000s right there. Mm-hmm. And there's just something I appreciate about that. 
Yeah. Uh, did you? So the movie ends and then they do a dance sequence because it's the early 2000s. Yeah. You've got to end every movie with a dance sequence. Yeah. Uh, did you watch after the credits? Like after after the credits? Yeah. No. Oh, you missed out. Oh, what did I miss out on? You missed out. What did I miss out on? This is, let me tell you, when I read that I was reading online and I went, no fucking way. So I watched the end of the credits. Scooby-Doo mm-hmm. is playing a Game Boy Advance SP. Okay. They turn the camera so you can see the screen and yeah. he's playing the Scooby-Doo video game that is the tie-in with this movie. Oh my God. And he says... Hey kids, here's a cheat code. And they show you a cheat code. That rules. I'm so mad I missed that. It's it's bizarre. That kicks ass though. <laughs> it's like that was the most explicit I've ever seen, you know, a tie-in like sure. that. Sure. I I if I saw that in a theater, I would have died. If if 13-year-old me had seen that in the theater, I would have been hyped as hell. Yeah, you would have bought that game immediately. Of course. Yeah. I mean, if, let's be honest. If I was if I was if I was into the Scooby-Doo movie franchise, like I was into the cartoon franchise, I would have already had it. Oh, okay. It's, but yeah. it wasn't. That's why I didn't see the second movie. It was tied into whatever the... I can't remember. I don't I don't think it's called Monsters Unleash the Game, but whatever sure. whatever they decided to title it. Yeah. It's, so, it's so, so weird. Would you play a Scooby-Doo visual novel? Sure. Okay. <laughs> you want to go back to the minute? Okay. We've exhausted... <laughs> oh, uh... I did want to say, so within my research, I found that they're, they are working on a new Scooby-Doo film that will be out next year. A live action one? I don't think so. Because there have been like consistent straight-to-video DVD This ones. is going to be uh, in theaters. Okay. It's called Scoob. But here's the thing. Here's, I'm going to tell you what they're trying to do with this. It's called Scoob? Yes. So they've got, you know, famous people. It's like Zac Efron is Fred. Sure. Like that's you know you go down the they sure. just that checks out to everything me. checks out like yeah. it's it's exactly what you'd think yeah um, you know then, what I would want huh like Zach Efron is Fred yeah current actors for for Daphne and Velma and Scooby mm-hmm. Matthew Lillard is Shaggy again well that's the thing people are a little upset because he is not coming back for Shaggy well, of course they've they've asked whoever He's twenty years older than Zach Efron of course yeah the well the time range also the time the age range on the four main people is also bizarre yeah okay because uh, they're current actors but it's like there's I can't there's someone who's forty in there and okay. then the rest of them are like early 30s late 20s Tommy Lee Jones is shaggy <laughs> yeah he's 40 <laughs> he's got some city miles on him um, in the film it's not just going to be Scooby and the gang I looked up Scoob and I saw two names and didn't say who they were playing and I'm really upset by one of them yeah he's playing Blue Falcon Blue Falcon and Dino Mutt wait are, are those other Hanna-Barbera yes. characters Cave, I'm, I'm not Captain with Caveman them. And the Teen Angels. Oh, so this is like a, they're setting up the Hanna-Barbera verse. They're doing a cinematic universe. They're doing a Hanna-Barbera cinematic universe. Like, I couldn't, I'm losing my mind that's so, like, that's good. Dick Dastardly. Yeah, Jason Isaacs. I'll tell you, I do, Amanda Seyfried is Daphne, I like that. Yeah. Gina Rodriguez is Velma, I'll take that for sure. I'll that's, buy that for a dollar. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I'm not seeing any word on Shaggy in here, though. I remember reading, but I don't... Oh, Will Forte is Shaggy. Yeah. You're right, 40. Yeah, Shaggy's like way older. They yeah. could have got Matthew Lillard in there. Exactly, exactly. I don't know why they did that. Uh, so I, I'm oddly looking forward to this movie, but I, I could see it failing and just existing as a unique item. Oh, Tracy Morgan is Captain Caveman. Yeah, the uh, Ken Jeong is, is uh, Dynomutt. 
I don't. I'd, if you don't recall, you don't recall Blue Falcon all. and Dynamite. I have no so idea Blue Falcon is basically like a ripoff of uh, uh, or a play on the Adam West Batman. Okay. Um, and Dynamite is a robotic dog who is a sidekick. Okay. So there was some of the later uh, like seventies, early eighties Scooby Doo adventures, like when they did their kind of one offs or whatever. Mm-hmm. They would have them cross over, and Dynamite and Scooby Doo would hang out because they're dogs. Sure. Even though one's a robot. Sure. Uh, and I know that they they he even reached into their some of their modern stuff because I remember seeing a, a straight to DVD like 2010 Blue Falcon Dino Mutt Scooby okay. Scooby and the Gang Adventure. OK, uh, but that I mean, that just kind of thrilled me. I was like, this is crazy. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we can get back into the minute. Minute is almost over. Lionel Spalding enters, spots the glasses. Mm-hmm. Well, he is doing the I can't see walk around. Yes. True. Um, which. I, both of us need some variety of glasses. Yeah. Not not all the time, but maybe. Yeah. Uh I I don't I don't know. You'd have to be pretty you know. Yeah. Uh having trouble seeing to, to be, not this, be able to, walk to not be able to walk around yeah. even. Because, uh, the you know, he's doing the hands out and it, and it, even in the in the earlier minute, he is minute, walking pretty confidently though. Like he has hands. He had out, his hands out, yeah. But I think his hands out, or I think that's more just because he's like nervous and uncomfortable because he's lost his glasses. He's he's not actively feeling around for things. I guess because that's that's the thing with Velma. Yeah, she's just completely she's completely blind, blind without, without her, glasses. her glasses. Yeah. Um, but why do you think Lionel Spaulding wandered into this room? I mean, he correctly assessed that his glasses were in here. Yeah. Maybe he has some sort of glasses sense. Okay. And then do do we, do we either of us think that he understands why his glasses are with this woman? Uh, I think, here's my understanding. Uh, I think maybe he was, maybe he enjoyed a spa before his workout. Yeah. And somehow thought that he didn't notice his glasses were missing. Okay. And that he maybe left them at the spa. Okay. Right. Why they would be on that woman, I don't know. Yeah, because I the only thing that I can think of is that he knows someone has played a prank on him. Yeah, but he That's doesn't realize that it's Dunstan. Yeah, the bane of his existence since arriving here. Yeah, um, but he he just grabs the glasses off of this woman. I would have you said, know, "Excuse me." Yeah, yeah. But to be fair, <laughs> seconds ago. A heavy hand thudded on her breast, and she had no reaction. Yeah. And then her reaction here, she just punches him in the face. Yeah. And I'm not, listen, I'm not going to defend a man sneaking up on a, a woman with her eyes closed and touching her. Yeah. But, like, it's pretty instantly clear that he's going for the glasses and not anything else. Mm. I just think her reactions to Dunstan and her reactions to uh, to Lionel Spaulding are there's a disparity there, and oh, I'm not yeah. saying I'm not judging her as a character. I'm saying it's a failing of the film. Oh because yes, because nothing in this minute makes any fucking sense. Totally. Um, but she does she does scream out. I believe again she shouts out to her friend Elaine. Yeah. Or if this is the massage therapist who's left the room, I don't know. Yeah. Elaine. Uh. And then she says, "Pervert." Yes. And and as you say punches and we get a really good cut where we don't even hear the punch we just like see it start to happen and Uh then minute end god i just saw the cut we have it playing on a loop and god what a cut it is yeah uh but yeah that's the minute plugs that's well what are you pairing with the next one oh bozo excuse you i'm in a bit of a rush to be honest because the the delicious meal that i'm preparing for the both of us as friends i need to check on it in six minutes okay we'll be done in six minutes Minute 47. Yeah. We'll be paired with We Need to Talk About Kevin. Ah, uh, it rhymes. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, it's true because it rhymes. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I don't spooky know summer continues. This was a part of spooky summer. Yes. Yeah. There's monsters and shit. There's monsters and shit. Yeah. Uh, I looked at my notes as if my plugs are on my notes. They're <laughs> not, and I don't know why I did that. Uh, you can find me on other podcasts like Nothing New, a remake podcast, uh, where myself and Justin Kazan talk about remakes every month. Our most recent episode right now is Lion King and Lion King, and they're they're the same. Well, I'll just say it like it's just really odd. Uh, so go listen to you know what what we think about all that uh, at benvinartcom slash nothing new. <laughs> we have a lot of thoughts about yeah. all that. About uh, the '90s kids sketch comedy show, all that. Yeah. yeah, that's the name of our new podcast. About yeah, every episode of all that. Yeah, we pair each episode with another episode oh of the Amanda Show. Stop um, it. So. <laughs> Uh, I do another show called It's on My List every month. Me and five others get together and talk about movies that people say are important or that you should see. Uh, And by the time you're listening to this, our most recent episode is about Animal House. Mm. uh, Something that I liked as a child. And then... You watch it as an adult and it's different. And then you grow up. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, check that out. Uh, It's on my list, pod.com. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at PodcasterAndrew. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at VeryCoolEmily. I also host another show, also with Justin Kizon, and then a third guy named Vic Perfecto. Um, It's called Go Go Godzilla. We take every Godzilla movie and give you the how and why um, that specific Godzilla movie got made at that time. It's a lot of fun. The, the reviews are they're in and they're piping hot to our old friend Tom Willett liked it so maybe you will too wow it's a throwback there yeah that really is um again a name that means nothing to anyone listening right now correct they, they could be diehard Lindy fans who've been listening to you since the early nerds I view days if you are a diehard fan of mine just you know tweet one word That's just all. in general not at you just tweet one word from your account yeah okay I don't want to hear about it. I just want to know you're out there. Okay. We what also else? do Twitter at Majestic Hotel and Wine. That's correct. Uh, on Instagram, uh, Dunstan Checks Men. Email us, Dunstan Checks Men at gmail.com. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, find us on YouTube. Uh, every week I take the movie that we're talking about and mash it up with the minute, the movie's trailer, so that you get a little, little funny little trailer that looks a little different because yeah. I put in some Dunstan. That, yeah. The one for The Shining is really good. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, what's the other one? Patreon, patreon.com slash Dunstan Checks Men. But did I get that right? Until he was I did. 63. Uh, Nobody get, cared you know, the about the goddamn And you'll understand some more jokes, I guess. Yeah. And eventually there'll be more bonus episodes and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. We've got to get on that. We uh, really do. You know, join the Discord. Yeah. Uh, if, look forward to our upcoming episode look, about the Discord. Look forward to our Discord 100 channel tour celebration celebration it's gonna be more than 100 channels at this point that's true it's like 103 yeah uh and then you know what what's the last one that i forgot uh rate and review us on apple podcasts um give us five stars obviously Mm -hmm. and then in uh the the review the text of the review section i want you to describe your favorite scent oh we've not done this one before I don't think we have. Feels familiar. You always say that. That's true. You just there's a certain certain things just have Emily energy, and you just have been around me for so long. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> uh, I think that about wraps it up. Um, so yeah, just a reminder that Dunson is spelled with a U. Fuck. Then we're checking out.
To all who come to this happy podcast, welcome. Nothing new is something new. That great poets imitate and improve. Where our small ones steal and spoil. Hi, I'm Andrew. And I'm Justin. And if it wasn't readily apparent at that, we're huge nerds about remakes. That's why we're doing the Nothing New Podcast. Once a month, we'll sit down and talk about a remake in detail and its original, covering them in whatever order they come out, from Wizard of Oz to It and beyond. They're remaking Stuart Gordon's 1986 sci-fi horror classic from beyond? Oh, no. Not yet. Oh, that's going to be a long time coming. Anyway, if that sounds up your alley, come join Justin and I, and maybe a guest or two, to explore the wonderful world of remakes, film by film. Remakes have been done forever. People talk about Scarface, don't even know that was a remake. Oh, nicely said. Don't thank me. Thank Antoine Fuqua. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.